Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? You know, when we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do I get the show into all the apps people like to listen to? You know, best of all, how do we like to make money off this podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to, your po- to podcast right away. In fact, that's what we're doing right now by reading this ad. You know, I like to listen to, to my scary podcast during the week while I'm at work. And man, let me tell you, it just gets me in an extra zone so I can keep working all day long. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. And welcome back to another episode of the High Low Sports Podcast. We're here with a special one today. Uh, we get to tell you guys we were wrong. Uh, we're going to recap our preseason predictions and give you our midseason awards for the NFL season so far. Uh, it's been a, been a hectic one, been been very COVID-filled. we got some COVID-19 teams to, to mention. Um, but DJ, what do you think so far in the season? Is it over yet? <laughs> it's, it's been ups, there's been downs. I'm not still not sure we're going to finish, but I'm hopeful. And then there, we need two more weeks of it, then we have too many weeks. I, I don't know. I, it's been a heck of one. It's been a heck of a one. Yeah, yeah, I definitely can agree with that. How do you think they've handled the COVID-19 stuff so far? I mean, I think about 30-ish teams have done really, really well overall. Yeah, I think we know <laughs> one of those two teams who you might be referencing to, the Titans, they're, uh, yeah, well, I don't know what's happening there. And then I'm guessing the other being the Patriots. Yeah, they both could have done a little bit better. I mean, they've had some issues. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Chiefs have had a couple. I mean, the Colts had the scare with like four that ended up being false negatives. The 
plenty of other teams have had had them, I'm sure. Uh, but there's a couple that kind of stick out with, oh yeah, we're all poisoned. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that, that's that's for sure. I mean, I I'm surprised that nothing's come down come down from the league uh, against the Titans, considering what three games, four games got moved around because of them. They just didn't want to look bad. They're like, oh well, they're punishing us for catching this this virus that has infected the entire world that's not fair like it's a losing battle of public opinion unfortunately true all right well so you know we we had to do our honorary covid mentions so sorry guys if you don't believe in wearing a mask wear your fucking mask anyways to recap our preseason predictions uh dj i'll let you go first kind of recap who your teams were who'd you have winning the divisions well basically we'll start in the afc so in the north I apologize all of Steeler fans who are running around with pitchforks and torches trying to kill me. I thought they would be about a middle-of-the-pack team. They're obviously better than that, seeing as how the last undefeated team is 7-0, I believe it is now. Yeah. The defense is fantastic. The receivers, I don't understand where you keep finding these guys. The offensive line is top three in the league. Big Ben is not terrible. Steelers are damn good. I had them going like third in the division. They're clearly not going third in the division, so <laughs> I still think the Ravens could take it from them, but I wouldn't hold my breath. I think the Ravens are still a playoff team, guaranteed. The Browns are, I had them as a wild card 11-ish win team. They're kind of teetering. They might be a 9 or 10 win team. We'll see. I, I just don't know what Baker I'm getting week in and week out. Nick Chubb going down kind of hurts because I figured that Stefanski's stretch zone, read, zone run offense, kind of like what he did with Dalvin Cook, would basically carry over with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, but missing Nick Chubb kind of hurts a little bit. Odell's out for the year. I, For Baker, that might be better or worse. I don't know with him, honestly. So <laughs> a little skittish with them, but Steelers, you win. You, the Steelers, are, I was wrong about the division leader so far, so I think the Steelers will probably take the division at this point after they beat the Ravens today with some mediocre fourth-quarter play calling from the Ravens. So that one I was wrong on. <laughs> Looking at the West, I had the Chiefs. That seems pretty safe at this point. Yeah. I didn't realize that 2020 was going to drop an iron fist on the Broncos like a damn hurricane hitting the Gulf Coast because their entire team is injured. If And the team guys that are playing right now were injured at one point. I mean, Drew Locke's been a little shaky, but, I mean, he's throwing to Jerry Judy and who else, I guess? Like, Cortland Sutton's Tim getting Patrick, maybe. Yeah, and Cortland Sutton's out for the year. Noah Fant's been dinged up, even though he's a dang trooper mustering through it. Melvin Gordon's been dinged up. Phil Lindsay's dinged up. The offensive line's broken. No Von Miller. Like they're a, they're a mess, but they look, but they, they look decent for a mess. But they don't look as good as we had them. Well, at least I had them in the preseason as a wild card team. They could have stayed healthy. Who knows? Then looking at the AFC East, kind of looks how I thought it would. I mean, the Bills kind of are the class of that division. The rest of them are all pretty decent for the most part. Like. The Patriots had their moments, but they're missing a lot. I think Bill's tanking, whether he'll admit it or not. Dolphins, they're on the come-up, obviously. I just don't know if they're there yet. And, well, yeah, the Jets, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. <laughs> AFC South, I might have been wrong about It looks like I was wrong about the Titans, too. I thought they would be similar to the Steelers, about a middle-of-the-pack team, but they managed to weaponize COVID-19 and start off 5-2, and two, so they've looked pretty good. Derrick Henry's a stud. Ryan Tannehill's worth every penny. And Corey Davis looks like a top ten pick or receiver finally. Yeah. And took him long enough. Yeah, I'd say AJ Browns looks like one of the better Browns in the league. Giant son of a gun. John U. Smith is one of the better tight ends. The defense with Jadavian Clown is really good. So Titans are obviously a good team. Colts are tied at five and two. They've had a couple rough losses. The rough one against Jacksonville in week one, which looks kind of crazy right now. I think that Jacksonville's only win came against 
a top five defense and a top 10, just like a top 10 overall team so far. And then the Jaguars, like I just said, are the Jaguars. Like, that's enough of them. Houston, since they fired Bill O'Brien, are now a good team, so we'll see what goes forward with them. They started off a lot rougher than I thought because little did I know Bill O'Brien's chin was going to interfere with this team winning games. So Single-handedly, single-handedly, single-handedly defending yeah. Deshaun Watson and the rest of the offense. More or less, yeah, like him and his hatred towards DeAndre Hopkins, who's been the best receiver in football this year. Who would have thought? Yeah, like, right. Way to go, Bill. But it's all right. David Johnson has, you know, has had moments. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a fine trade. He doesn't, he doesn't look terrible. Yeah, he just doesn't look like DeAndre. Exactly. DeAndre looks like a better Or DeAndre's guy. ghost. Or DeAndre's dead ghost. Or DeAndre's, you know, jockstrap from the first week of the season. You know, <laughs> however you want to slice it up. Or the one it comes in. <laughs> so basically that's how I was looking through it. I think East stays kind of how I thought it would go. The North, I was off on. The West, pretty safe on at least at the top. The Raiders are pretty kind of how I thought they'd be. The Chargers are kind of how I thought they'd be. Broncos, the entire team is in the infirmary. The South's interesting because I still think the Colts could take that division. We're going to really find out because they play the Titans twice this month. It's, If I'm not mistaken, they play the Ra- the Ravens and the Packers. So if the Colts survive November, it'll be really interesting. <laughs> and then you have, two of, you have two games against the Texans coming up in the next month. So big games coming up for that division. We'll see how they all kind of shake out. In the NFC... The East, I had the Eagles. I, I, I don't know. I'm even proud of that one. Moving on. <laughs> and then in the NFC West, it's kind of how I thought it'd play out as well, too, with Seattle being in a class of their own, more or less. The Cardinals right behind them with Kyler Murray, yeah, that, that man, DeAndre Hopkins, and just a lot of key players stepping up, kind of, this is their coming out year, more or less. Unfortunately for the 49ers, I I had them kind of as like a 10-win team that missed the playoffs, and I don't know if they'll get 10 wins, but they will get at least 10 IR visits this season by the way they're going. They had 10 in one game. <laughs> they had 10 in one quarter, and they had 10 guys come back and get hurt again. So That's, that's true, yeah. It's not been pretty fun. And the Rams are actually surprising. I thought they'd be, unfortunately, just the team in this division that has to play all these teams, unfortunately. They'd be the last one, last, last one out, but they're right in the thick of it i mean they're five and three if i'm not mistaken now they did just get cooked by the dolphins before this was recorded so that's not a good look but they're they're right in the thick of it they're similar to how we thought just better like i thought they'd be competitive but i didn't think they'd get as many dubs early as they did so we'll, we'll see like i did have them winning my if i'm not mistaken my exact prediction was they will win early and then just kind of fall apart so i guess there is a chance for that but i don't know they look a lot better than i thought give them credit where credit is due nfc south Kind of, I apologize, everybody. I thought the Falcons and uh, Todd Gurley and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and a few revamped defense pieces would be competent. I was wrong. Dan Quinn's ghost still lingers over there. Even when he's gone, they managed to choke away a lead that they should have easily won. So that team is cursed for the remainder of the year. It's something about Atlanta sports teams. It, it's just not meant to be. It's just not. <laughs> but, I guess actually as a whole, Georgia's. The state of Georgia sports teams. Can we can we just you know cut it off and throw it into the ocean or something? I mean we don't. No, there's some nice people in, in Georgia. They just don't deserve sports teams. Fair enough. Okay, well let's just relocate all their sports teams to somewhere that's not Georgia. You can move them a state over to Alabama. I'm sure they'd love them. Alabama has enough problems. They have enough winners. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, and by that you exclusively mean Alabama football, but Auburn won one recently in the last decade. Has it been a decade? I'm it's been literally it. a decade. <laughs> <laughs> Case in point, but and then but the Buccaneers and the Saints still fantastic. Like we thought they would be, should be a fun one. I think the Buccaneers are a little bit better. Their defense is top three in the league. My goodness, that defense is freakishly good. And Todd Bowles is in his bag of tricks with all of those weapons he has. Tom Brady with 
an absolute all-star cast of players around him that there's absolutely no reason for him not to win the Super Bowl this year when your third-best receiver is Antonio freaking Brown. Yeah, really. When your second and third tight end is Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette's your backup running back. Like, if Tom doesn't win this year, that's an indictment on him. That's like LeBron not winning with Anthony Davis, basically. Like, if he didn't win with AD, he'd get crucified. So that's pretty much how I have it right now with them. Okay. So, yeah, so, I mean, kind of recap my picks from the— I still had the NFC oh. to go. Well, my bad. NFC North, that was pretty much how I expected. The Packers. Are, <laughs> you had already said the Packers. <laughs> the, pack, the Packers are fantastic. The Bears are surprisingly good. The Lions are met. The Vikings are terrible. Kind of how you thought it. Kind of how I expected it to be. Bears are better than I thought, but <laughs> I knew your hatred ran deep for the North, so I thought it was just a quick blow by. I'm the one. You're the one with the hatred towards the North with how you had the Bears finishing. Now, fair enough. Fair enough. I think they've already surpassed your win total for them for the year. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, well, we're about well to actually, talk about yeah, we're about to talk about it. Speaking of, let's start right there. All right, so yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll appease all you Bears fans and say, uh, I'm sorry, but you're still the worst 5-3 and three team in the league. Well, I mean, they're the worst 5-3 and three team in the last decade, but that's a different problem. Yeah, I think, uh, let's see, where did I have them finishing to be exact? 4-12. Uh, and 12. <laughs> So, yeah, congratulations. You beat my uh, very terribly predicted uh, win-loss total. I think Nick Foles alone beat it, not even including Mitch's win. <clears throat> We're not going to talk about that, all right? <laughs> Nick Foles does what Nick Foles does. Um, but the Packers, I mean, I still had them leading. The, I had them winning the division early on. They're leading right now. They are, for all intents and purposes, looking it, to I, continue that. Say if I'm, it's tied, if I'm not mistaken. Are they tied? No, they're up by what? Okay, never mind. They're up by yeah. half again. I will say, though, I uh, I did only have them at a, um, a whopping 9-7. and seven, So... Uh, they're about to surpass their win total as well. I think it's a safe to say they will pass that. Um, yeah, that was not a – I don't know what I was doing. I think I must have been super drunk when I made that. The no, North. You, you got the North and the East confused. I, I must have, yeah. Um, and speaking of the East, I'll just jump right there. Hmm. Uh, I let my at-the-time fan bias take advantage of me. Um, Dallas is currently – should be holding the cellar, but Daniel Jones is tripping 79 yards downfield. Uh, his way all the, the way to door. the cellar door. <laughs> Um, so yeah, thank you, Daniel Jones, for holding up the bottom of the, the division. Um, the Eagles, how do you tie a game against the Bengals and still lead your division? Carson Wentz is that dude sometimes when he's not doing stupid stuff, I guess. I don't know. And the team where nobody is talking about, literally nobody is talking about because what well, we all laugh at their name, the football team over in Washington, <laughs> um, two and five and second in their division and Oh, by the way, they they have a potential front runner for rookie of the year in, on their team, and still have Terry McLaurin. They just need a quarterback to throw him the ball. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins is not that guy. Neither is Kyle Allen. Neither is whatever. I just know they just need something. <laughs> they need a quarterback. Give them a quarterback, and uh, they might take the East. And that's a terrifying thought. And they got they found a running back too, in Antonio Gibson. That that guy's really nice. They they have everything literally but the quarterback. The pass rush. They have some maybe another receiver couldn't hurt, but. They're on the come up if they could just have Dak Prescott or you know a good quarterback, anybody, Carson like Wentz, literally just somebody to get the ball from the any the of the snap other, to the receiver. Any of the other three quarterbacks in the division, realistically, <laughs> yeah. Who'd have thought? Huh? Washington football team with the best, arguably one of the best surrounding casts in the division. Yeah, you know that's yeah. And honestly, I don't think anybody had what happened to the East to have happen this season. We all looked at the East and we're kind of like, oh well. Those top two teams, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, we and expected Washington and the Giants to be kind of trashish, but yeah, that's this is a whole other level of wow. Okay, can't believe that. So I, yeah, I'm just gonna leave that alone before I go into a rant and lose all my Bengals points I've earned so far this season. Yeah, you already lost them just by mentioning them. Fair enough. 
the West, I still have, yeah, Seahawks still on top, 6-1. and one. Uh, I mean, I, I had them winning division. Anyways, I had the Cards playing them close. Um, I do have Cardinals finishing 10-6, and six, which it looks well on track to do that. I did flip-flop the Rams and the Niners, it looks like. Uh, but with that said, nobody saw 10 injuries in one trip to the Meadowlands, <laughs> followed by 20 injuries in two more weeks. Like, that's just crazy. Um, but, yeah, the Rams look actually really good right now. and Well, minus today. but Yeah, minus today. But Aaron Donald looks like that freak still. Um, potential defensive player of the year possibilities. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, Russ, Russ is looking like the MVP. We've all kind of wondered will he make that next step, and it looks like he's trying to make that next step right now. Um, so we'll talk about that later, though. And the South, uh, yeah, Saints, I'm sorry. Um, Drew Brees, I'm sorry. You're <laughs> – you, you're doing nothing, but your team is still winning. And so, he, welcome to the Peyton Manning train. I mean, he's completing like 67% while throw. You know, I mean, Alvin Kamara. Let's be honest. <laughs> Without Alvin Kamara, that team's doing not a whole lot right now. Yeah. Probably say that about a lot of teams. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, just let me just casually take away your best player and expect you to be your best. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, no, I just don't think Drew Brees has been doing much. Um, and I, it's still, despite him, that defense is playing outstanding and. There's that giant thirteen hole that they have in the slot receiver. Yeah, you, you don't have yeah, you first. don't have a, you don't have a Mike Thomas still. That's there, and you still have people saying he's going to get traded. I don't understand that, but whatever. And it's when I don't know Mike. Mike Thomas is the type of guy that on Twitter he's absolutely terrifying. Then you hear his voice and you're like, yeah, never mind. I'm not scared anymore. Exactly. And then you got the Bucks sitting there right there, uh, five and two as well. I mean, Tom Brady is starting to look like Tom Brady. Now you add Antonio Brown to his weapon. We already saw what they did in one week together in New England. You're going to tell me that Bruce Arians can't find a way to get A.B. and Tom Brady on the same page? Well, let's just – this will be fun. It's Antonio Brown. He's on, Him and Tom Brady are on the same page. It doesn't matter. He'll just be so wide open, it'll be fine. Exactly. And then, yeah, you got the Cellar Dwellers and the Falcons and the Panthers, and that's just kind of – well, we'll just leave them alone. <laughs> Poor Panthers. They're actually out playing a lot better than most people thought, too, especially without CMC. Yeah, you know, McCaffrey leaves and, yeah, well – Take your best player out and see what happens to your team. Hello, Robbie Anderson, looking like an all-world receiver all of a sudden, too. Teddy looking really, really good there, too. So just imagine how good he can do once he actually gets CMC in the team. Back healthy again. It'll be, it'll be impressive to watch. They might they might make a late run. We'll see. Yeah. And Offensive line still trash, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then moving over to the East, uh, I had the Dolphins topping the division. Uh, I'm wrong, but that's because Brian Flores waited too long to, to, to pull the trigger and put two in. Um, but that's just – and then Josh Allen has been playing out of his mind up until recently. So, yeah, sorry, Bills fans, but I'm not totally sorry because I still predicted you'd be good. Um, Chiefs, safe bet, easy 7-1. I mean, that's just staying there. That's all I need to say about that. Uh, screw you, Pittsburgh. Um, is that uh, – I think I think that's all uh, all that needs to be said, uh, Big Ben. Um, I hate you. Oh, okay. Um Still love Juju, Deontay, and and the rest of the wide receiver core, but uh, don't like Big Ben. Hate that you're 7-0. Hate that I even have to recognize that. Hate that I have to say sorry. Um, Ravens pick it up. Browns pick it up. What are you guys doing? I still think the Ravens take this division. I just, I don't know. My hatred comes out. Fair enough. What can I say? Uh, And then the South is probably the most competitive division right now from the top two standpoint. Um, You mentioned COVID-19, the all-world team that is the Titans. Uh, Derrick Henry's scariness hmm. um when you actually stuff derrick henry behind the line but break your collarbone yeah. looking at you pittsburgh linebacker i'm glad you survived yeah yeah definitely i mean 
you, you don't go one on one against uh, one one King Henry and survive without some sort of scar. I guess you may win. You may win the play, but you will not win the, the life. <laughs> yeah, you may win this battle, but you will not win the war. <laughs> um, there's no chance. So, uh, yeah, you know what they. It's, this one really rides on what Tannehill can do because teams are keying in on on Henry. I don't know if they'll stay. Um, I do think the Colts are kind of turning that corner. You sort of saw it today, and I know it's against a Lions team that's not that great. But uh, uh, you picked to be better, though. Yeah, I know. I did pick them to be better. But, yeah, still, no, I, I mean, the Colts, I, I just think they're turning the corner the right way. They still have a top-five defense, and uh, that doesn't look to be going anywhere anytime soon, no matter how hard they try to get injured. Um, they do try to get injured a lot. It is one of their specialties every yeah. single week. <laughs> so as long as, long as Philip Rivers just plays it a little safer and starts thinking before he goes all gun gunslinger, old Western style, I don't need. I mean, you just look at their season. Games he throws two picks, no win two. Games he throws less than two picks, undefeated. So just yeah. don't throw picks. Yeah, so I mean, I definitely think there, there's some some room to work there for Indy. Uh, both of them are 5-2, and two, so this is kind of a toss-up, but I do think Indy pulls it out in the end for this division. I do think, for the most part, I think every division I had predicted it has a chance, except for Dallas and Dolphins. I, I just think those two are just not going to pull it out at the end of the season. I mean, you look at Dallas, you lose Dak, who was still in top five in the passing going into this week, or was just outside of it by like 20 yards. And, you know, it was one of those years where you started to see a little bit more. Like The wins didn't come, but you started to see a little bit more of what you wanted from Dak, and then that injury is just decimated that team that was already doesn't want to play for their coaching staff yeah just fire but <laughs> so we'll see um but yeah so uh kind of gave you predictions towards the end there too but dj just to any teams that you think that might make up a huge run that's not there right now maybe if philly can get healthy that because they have a lot of injuries too maybe if they can get healthy they can kind of be a somewhat respectable team maybe maybe they could hit <laughs> okay maybe they could hit nine and seven as opposed to the six nine and one division champ they have written all over them yeah you did mention the colts i think they could start to turn the corner i mean i had them as a super bowl team so i'm kind of hoping they turn the corner because that make my prediction look smarter they have not been able to find a way to get ty involved as their top receiver but they're still winning maybe they could once he gets back from this another injury they haven't been able to run the ball they're dead last in the league in yards per carry somehow with that offensive line, I, I don't understand. Maybe that offensive line's a little overrated. Maybe we jumped on a little soon. Maybe the play con's weird. I don't, I don't know. But And they're still top 10 at 15-ish in rushing yards, which means they do not stop until it bleeds, basically. They run that head into the wall until there's a concussion. So Yeah, that's true. So they're one team that's kind of in that tweener position that can make a run. NFC, you got anybody in the yeah. NFC? It looks like the Bucks might be in a really strong position to just go on a ridiculous run down the stretch, too. I mean... Like I mentioned, like they have an all-star cast around the greatest quarterback resume why we've ever, we've ever seen, and yeah. a top three defense with a defensive coordinator with not just one bag but two bags of tricks. Basically, dude, he's stud. I mean, <laughs> against what he pulled out against Aaron Rodgers, putting Shaq Barrett at middle linebacker and Devin White and Levante Davis your outside backers, like just the creativity. Because then it, you screw their slide protection. Good luck stopping Levante Davis four three speed self screaming off the edge. Oh, you want to throw a flare past Aaron Jones? Devin White's there manning him up off the edge. Like, he is in a bag of tricks that's – I don't know. I wish he could have done better as a head coach. I wish Todd Bowles could have – you see what got him that initial head coaching job, and unfortunately it went to the Jets, and the Jets are poisoned right now. Yeah. So I, 
it looks like the Bucks are probably that team that position to take that run in the NFC. I mean, I can't really think of anybody else that's really in position where it's like, okay, second half of the season, look out, everybody else, good yeah. luck. I will say, I, I, I do have to, you know, you know, you mentioned Todd Bowles. I got to say this, the dude might be the defensive equivalent to what we see of Andy Reid, where he just has so many bags and so many tricks up his sleeve that he's just like, come to me my precious like like literally it's just like what do you what like how i don't know like i wish he had did better as a head coach you're right but i do think he has such an incredible just array of weapons to work with too like you gave him so many pieces to cook groceries with it's like oh okay you're not asking me chicken salad or chicken poop i got chicken <laughs> yeah. and i got salad oh and i got some cheese on the side i got a little bit of feta i Is got a little bacon oh, i got a little bacon in there oh, and some and some cool ranch okay i see you like uh, we got everything you need. You don't want the ranch? All right, we'll leave the ranch on the side today. We'll throw in the bacon bits, like you mentioned. Like he's got everything you need. You could want for a defensive coordinator. Definitely, yeah. I, I just you mentioned Bulls, and I gotta say he's done an incredible job. And defense is young and building, and it's just outstanding. I mean, something to be said about that team. So, and I still stand by that. If Tom Brady does not win a Super Bowl with this squad, barring like immaculate injuries down the stretch, like like to the likes of 49ers or something like that. It's got to be an indictment on him when you have literally everything you could possibly want. An offensive-minded head coach, a, in his bag defensive coordinator, the best defense in football, arguably, least talent-wise so far. Yeah. The best receiving core in football, bar none. Your number one tight end is hurt, so you bring in Gronkowski to be your number one tight end. <laughs> yeah. And then you have Cameron Brady as number two, and an offensive line that has performed rough the first game of the season against the Saints, but has done nothing but pick it up. Minus Tristan Worst getting absolutely thrown by Khalil Mack with one arm. That was amazing, by the way. Which Still is still one of the best highlights so far in the midseason. Which, mid-season. from basically based on his career, being thrown with one arm by Khalil Mack is not an indictment on you as a person. It just means that he's. It means you're normal. It actually might mean you're one of the better ones. You never know. Khalil Mack doesn't just throw anybody. I think he's only thrown at like Andrew Whitworth is the only other guy I've seen him throw. Which no, he's thrown a few with the Raiders too. He had fun doing that. Oh, he that's true, he yeah. just he's he enjoys. It. I don't care what he says. He enjoys it. <laughs> and then you have three running back. You're three deep at running back with Fournette, Ronald Jones, even Lashawn McCoy too. There's this isn't there's no reason he can't win like barring immaculate injuries. It's an indictment if Tom Brady does not win this Super Bowl. Definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, for me, the two teams I think I might make a run. Uh, the Dolphins team at four and three. I, just hold it on to that. I, I'm just dude. I'm grasping for straws for it. I still think they're there. I, you, we talk about talent. Their defense has all this talent. Their offense, it is talented. I don't know if it's as talented as it should be. But I do like the emergence of Miles Gaskin as a starting running back. Even today, yeah. even like in this game, he struggles a little early, has a fumble, bounces back, gets a touchdown, productive yards, can do both things. Not really a breakaway guy, but a productive guy. Like exactly, just uh, he's an NFL running back, and that's all you need for a guy like Tua to succeed. You need a guy that you can, a Frank Gore type, not not a guy that's going to go and like Jamal Charles, you know, <laughs> JC Two K. I don't need any of that. I need I need consistency. I need five yards consistent reliable three to five yards of carry give me three to five yards of carry we're good when i throw you the ball catch it make a guy miss do your thing like yeah. just just needs you to be able to do stuff that's all so and the afc i mean for me it's the dolphins in the afc that's I, I just think brian flores he's he's done such a good job with this team so far i do think he was late on bringing fitzpatrick out and putting into a i don't know if that had more to do with Tua not being ready or just maybe flores thinking Fitzpatrick might be that guy still, but I, I mean, I think he was just a little late pulling the trigger. Um, in the NFC, though, there's not very many teams in the NFC that aren't already kind of there. Um, I mean, looking at it, 
I'd say maybe the West in the West with the Rams and Cards, one of those two teams makes your run. It might be the Rams who is sitting at third. Might be the team that just says, "No, no, we'll go to another Super Bowl." Screw you guys. Okay, now that we got this embarrassing loss to the Dolphins out of the way, hold my beer. Cooper yeah, and, Cup going off for a buck fifty again. And this is and this is one of those things where this seventeen playoff comes in comes in handy because you could sneak two teams out of your division and still have another wild card team. So you know you. This could be the year where you're that second, third place team in your division. You're kind of like, oh, I still got a playoff run in me. Let's go. And so, no, you know, hope's not lost. So that's always good. Um, Heck, we can see that entire division make the playoffs, depending on how things play out. I mean, yeah, I mean, unlikely, but literally, yeah, that West could put put everybody out, uh, put everybody in. I mean, the, Ram, the the Niners would have some work to do. They'd have they'd have to make it at what seven to nine. So they'd have to get healthy and they'd have yeah. to hope that the bears fall off and then the saints fall off. Like they need some other teams to fall off first. Yeah. But you look at that Rams team, dude, it's Cooper cup, Robert Woods playing out of his mind, showing why he was a, a top first round draft pick. Like second round. Second round. Yeah. Sorry. Early second. Yeah. Van Jefferson's look good too as a rookie. Yeah. Tyler Higby. I Greg mean, Everett is line. a starting tight end out of nowhere now too. Yeah. That, that, that small, small little ankle injury to Higby took him out for a game and Everett's like, Oh, don't worry guys. I got this. <laughs> Malcolm Brown's absolute stud week one, then he's just sporadically the rest of the year because yeah, you, have, him, you throw in Henderson, they could just cycle in running backs. Take your pick. Who wants to pick over? Who wants to go for 102 touchdowns a day? Like, yeah. Or, well, who wants to go for 101 and who wants to go for 30 and two? Basically. Like, which, which one of you wants to do what today? It's kind of how it's been. I mean, I know trying to pick up, pick either one in my fantasy team has been difficult. I don't know which one to pick ever. I gave up and dropped them all. Yeah, I, like at this point, it's hard. Um, and Jared Goff doesn't look bad either. That defense, like I mentioned, Aaron Donald is looking like Aaron Donald, really. And, and I forgot about the addition of Leonard Floyd to that team, and he hasn't looked bad either on that team. <laughs> better than he did with the Bears, honestly. I think it's just a better fit for him, probably. Yep. So, all right. Well, getting away from the teams, we kind of talked about our predictions going forward. The reason we're here, the midseason awards. DJ, what were your preseason awards and any changes in them? So I started MVP, go back and look at the tape, but I had Russell Wilson. You offensive, do. You do. Offensive player of the year, I had Julio Jones, which in like if offensive player of the year included just like three games, that would be a pretty good pick. Defensive player of the year, yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> offensive rookie of the year, I had J.K. Dobbins, which uh, this week he actually looked like it. He broke out, but I thought he was with Mark Ingram's injury, like I said. But I thought it would happen like three weeks ago. Right now it might be a little too late, unfortunately, for him to get that. Defensive rookie there, I kind of cheated and picked two people. I picked between A.J. Terrell and Jer- Jalen Johnson on the Bears, but I gave it to Terrell because I thought the Falcons would win, and I am embarrassed by that. Didn't he also catch a pick, though, with his his legs? I mean, if, if we're going to go off cool, if cool <laughs> points count, then I, I, st- I don't retract it at all. <laughs> and then comeback player of the year, I had Phillip Rivers. Coach of the year, I believe I had Cliff Kingsbury. So. Yep, yeah, you had Cliff. So far looking at that, I feel pretty good about Russ as MVP. I mean, I think it's all but unanimous at this point. Like, there's very few other people that compete with him. Offense player of the year, this one's like, 1A and 1B for me. I'm going to stick with Derrick Henry, King Henry of De- House Derrick, because, I mean, you've seen him be an absolute monster. He's top towards the top in rushing, basically a guaranteed rushing touchdown a game, a guaranteed injury to a defensive player a game. Yeah. I He's neck and neck with DeAndre Hawkins, who looks like Mike Thomas did last year as far as on pace to destroy everything, basically. I'm giving it the slight edge to Derrick Henry just because I think he's a l- – Carries that team just a little bit more. Ironic you should say neck and neck because that man's got a big neck. Where is it? I can't find I, it. It's 
all muscle. It's just staring at you. It's terrifying. I thought it was just, so it's just his head with eyes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Defense player of the year, this one, it, there's a there's not a very long list because I think there's a there's probably two or three guys that everyone's kind of looking at, but I'm going to go with Buda Baker on this one. He's all over the field tackling. He's getting interceptions for almost six now if it wasn't for an absolute freakish machine catapulting out of a gun to tackle him. Yeah. He's forcing fumbles. He's getting sacks. Like, he is all over the place. He looks like his, a co-patriot in that division, Jamal Adams, honestly. He's, he's everywhere. He, and in the biggest games, like against Seattle, he makes the biggest plays. Yeah. He's, in the primetime games is when he sticks out the most. He's fantastic. And I hope Isaiah Simmons gets, learns a little bit off of him and it's able to rub off and they find a role for Isaiah Simmons. I kind of tweeted about this during the game. If they could find a role for him, good luck, everybody else. You got Patrick Peterson, Buda Baker, and now Isaiah Simmons, who... That same game we talked about, their biggest game of the year, gets that game's winning pick, arguably. Yeah, I mean, you play him, you play him in a position to, to to succeed, and he does just that. You just got to find a one that that he understands and that fits the defense. But I'm sticking with Buda Baker because just yeah, he's earned it. He he reminds me of a young Earl, kind of trying to figure that, out. or maybe even Eric Berry to that matter. He's all over the field making tackles, but he's just sort of figuring out. The ball hawking side of the the safety role, maybe. I was going to compare him to a not tiny Bob Sanders, just the That's way a good he one too. flies into people violently and then finds himself around the ball. The difference is he's a little thicker than Bob Sanders was and a little less likely to snap in half. Yeah, he's little a little healthier. I'd say a little healthier because he has missed missed a couple games with injury. But. Yeah, but it's better than a few seasons. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> Bob Sanders still one of the best safeties I've ever seen. Don't care what anyone says. R.I.P. Bob Sanders. Oh, what a good anyway, but yeah, he reminds me a lot of that. The way he's always around the ball. Last year, he had a hundred plus tackles as a safety. We thought he was just a tackling machine. Now he's getting picks and takeaways and sacks. Like now he's adding that next level to his game. And Chandler Jones is out, so that just means Buda Baker steps up that much more. If they're going to make this playoff run that you and I both think they're going to make, arguably, I think he's going to be a key component. Offensive rookie of the year. This is a tight one. I think this is a tight one. I'm going with Justin Herbert who nobody thought was going to, A, even play this year. And if they did, they thought he'd be absolute trash. Yeah. Most people said he shouldn't even have been picked in the first round. I wasn't one of those. I just didn't think he was Joe Burrow, basically. Dude has a howitzer. That's an insult to a howitzer. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's an insult to his arm is what I meant yeah. to say. Yeah. That's an insult Sorry, to his got... arm. He has, he has more than a howitzer. <laughs> if his arm could be weaponized, it would be Space Force. There you go. But anyway, he, and he can move. He's a big, strong kid. He's throwing darts all over the place. I, he has more touchdowns. He has more yards. He has a fewer game. Like as far as rookie standards go, he's one of the best we've seen in a few years. I know he doesn't have the wins to go with it, but I mean the Chargers are kind of trash still. Yeah, this, they have the worst coaching staff of one of the worst coaching staffs in the league, unfortunately. Yeah, this is de- well. They definitely have the worst training staff in the world because that's the only reason Justin Herbert's starting to begin with. Yeah, that, that's rough. Um, I mean, I hate to say it, like you feel bad for Tyrod Taylor again. You know, he he again, he is that dude that just has the cards thrown against him as he's a starting quarterback and then it's like oh by the way go get your shot for your you know pain um oh crap while you did that we punctured your lung sorry bro you're gonna miss two games for that punctured lung oh that rookie yeah he's good yeah he just stole your job against tom brady and patrick mahomes (laughs) he arguably outplayed both of them in those games too he definitely he definitely did against tom for sure and against patty it was neck and neck like i mean honestly i didn't patty throw a pick in that game he might have. Like and Justin was, didn't? I think Justin did throw a pick. I okay, so, so yeah, I, could, I thought one didn't, one did. But if they both it's it's pretty even it's, anyway. It was pretty close. You Just Patty is Patty, and it took overtime. Like that, yeah. Justin Herbert helped force overtime against that team. 
So I have Justin Herbert. Like I obviously Joe Burrow's in that conversation. Nope, can't find a negative thing to say about him. Honestly, J.K. Dobbins. I had him as my preseason one. He might still make a late surge. I mean, now I think he's going to be more of that starting back. He goes off for over a hundred against that Steelers defense. It's possible. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, my God, that man is on a mission. Since they signed Le'Veon Bell, and he's like, oh, you think you're cute, huh? And now he's <laughs> destroying everybody. <laughs> Little did we know Andy Reid had this plan out the whole time. Hey, we're going to go sign this former superstar running back. Uh, Clyde, you good at that? What? No. <laughs> I'm going to go sign the former best running back in the league. What do you think? Um, yeah, fine. If he's cool with being my backup. <laughs> yeah, he wants to carry my jock? All right, that's fine. As long, like, as, as, long as he's going to make a sandwich for me real quick, that's fine. And, you know, I, I will say I do think for, for your offense, you mentioned Edward Solaire, and then you also mentioned uh, J.K. I think their only issues are Le'Veon Bell and Gus Edwards, respectively. Like, Edwards takes the goal line snaps, really, for Baltimore. and I was going to say more Lamar because Lamar uh, takes yeah. – but, yeah, same difference. Like Yeah, Lamar takes every snap. <laughs> exactly. And he, can, and he, run, he takes every running snap, too. It's, Occasionally it, he'll just drop it into someone else's hands. It's Lamar's play until he decides otherwise. Basically, yeah, for better and for worse. <laughs> Defensive Rookie of the Year. So, I, like I mentioned, I picked A.J. Terrell. I was leaning. I had Jalen Johnson there. Turns out I just had the wrong defensive back and the wrong Utah guy. I got Julian Blackman right now because, first of all, he wasn't even supposed to play till November. He misses a single game, and his first snap, he crushes a guy for a pass breakup. Insane. He's all over the place. He's making picks. He's ta- He's getting tackles, forcing fumbles. He's he's an out, he's outstanding. Like I, His stat sheet's not... It's filled. It's just not like blooming. Obviously, it's not bolstering it, over spilling. It's not ridiculous, but just Pro Football Focus grades him as the second best defensive rookie, and the guy they had above him missed like three games. So I mean, yeah. like you look at you look at what he's doing. It's it's not just numbers. I mean, he is playing like you mentioned Bob Sanders. He's playing like when Bob Sanders was in the lineup for the the Colts back in those days, just impacting the team completely. He finds a way to impact the game in any way, shape, or form he can. Breakups, interceptions, like against your Bengals, that key interception during when Joe Burrow is doing what Joe Burrow does, just marching down the field casually with a little bit of time left. Oh, here comes Julian Blackman to save the day. Yeah. And he and he stepped right in, coming off a torn ACL. Malik Cooker goes down in the same game, and so it's like, all right, Julian, uh, we act, we need you to play. We need you to play a lot more. I know we we're going to rotate you in slowly, but uh, Malik's annual injury is up, so we need you to come in. Less than a year return from an ACL injury. I think it, was, it wasn't even like nine months because it happened yeah, it was, in December. Yeah, it was December, yeah. yeah so. so A little it's bit insane. of Julian Adrian Peterson Blackman over here. <laughs> so I think he's a I think he's a future Pro Bowl superstar safety in the making, too, if he can stay healthy as well. And then Coach of the Year, I got Cliff Kingsbury because I think he's still going to go on that mini run. I think they're going to go 11-5. and five. They're going to miss out on the division by a little bit. But seeing that turnaround in the two – I think this is going to be like a two-year award for Cliff Kingsbury, basically. They go from – Absolutely terrible with Wilkes as the head coach and Josh Rosen being Josh Rosen, basically. Yeah. To, oh, okay, kind of good. Kyler Murray looked nice last year. That was fun to, oh, God, they're a playoff team that already smoked the number one seed in the NFC. Well, with, with the number one receiver in the league. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> but potential MVP dark horse in Kyler Murray, maybe? I, I don't think so because I think this first half of the season was rough for him in some games. He had some really bad games. Even against that Cowboys team, he... He did okay, but, God, he was all over the place. He was missing so There's many balls. There's room for improvement. For There's, I don't think it's going to be like when Lamar and Carson Wentz and Patty took the league by storm in their second years. I think this one he's going to – he might be a force for, like, maybe other awards or some type of thing. But yeah, I got Cliff Kingsbury because I think they're going to continue the trajectory that we predicted they'd do, basically. So, I'm gonna, so based on that, two first six, I guess, so far that I'm sticking with for my sticking preseason. With, sticking with Rivers? 
Oh, yeah, I forgot my comeback player of the year, too. But, yes, I have Philip Verso <laughs> three. Okay, there's three of them. Because <laughs> I think him and Big Ben are in contention for that. Big Ben's been nice, but I think Philip's done about the same with a lot less talent, really. I mean, yeah. T.Y. has less yards on the season than Chase Claypool had in one game. So, like, that's all you need to really know. I yeah, think. that's pretty accurate. <laughs> like, so, so I, I got Philip. I mean, basically, the, like we said, he doesn't throw picks. They win games. They'll win and they're five and two, so he's doing something right compared. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I, I like your list. I, I kind of say it was tough choosing players that you didn't pick uh, in preseason and now. I mean, honestly, it's just because there are there are a couple positions where you're just kind of like, there's really only a couple of guys. Exactly. So basically, basically, just recap mine. I three of them, three out of seven, I stuck with for my preseason pick that are still that are holding true to me so far. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. I don't know if I'll keep uh, – we'll see. <laughs> well, let's, let's take it away. All right. So MVP uh, preseason-wise, I had Patty uh, because, well, it's Patty. I don't think I need to explain much more than it's Patty. You've already over-explained it. Yeah. Uh, comeback player of the year, Matty Stafford. Coach of the year, Brian Flores, just because I thought Miami would be too, so much further ahead when they <laughs> where they are now. Um, offensive player of the year, Lamar, because I thought it was going to be one of those cases like what happened all those years – with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning breaking awards or Breeze and Manning or Breeze and Brady where you got to give one one and you got to give one the other. Somebody's <laughs> got to take something. <laughs> so um, that was why I put Lamar defensive player of the year. Shaq Barrett is what I had because of coming off the season he just came off of. And as we mentioned, Todd Bowles being in his bag, it's also part of the reason why he's not really <laughs> in this conversation anymore. Uh, because he's had to been asked to do a couple different things this year. Honestly, his teammate Levante David probably has a better case than him right now, but yeah. Yeah, and then rookie of the year, I had the low-hanging fruit of taking <laughs> Joe Burrow. my The man, the myth, the legend, the Ohio boy, Joe Cool himself. Um, Joey B is just, uh, yeah, he's... Joey B, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I fell for the Isaiah Simmons trap for the defensive rookie of the year. There's still a chance. I mean, if yeah, they could just, he's shown the flashes. It's just their flashes. They're not going to sustain F off everybody. I'm here to kill you. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, like like you mentioned when you were breaking down Buddha, he, he's got a lot to learn, and he's got to be put in these positions. It's still he's torn between that linebacker safety role where there's not really that position for in the NFL right now. and He's not as smooth as, like, Derwin James and Cam Chancellor, the other guys who could do. He's a lot more rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. Like, with his comps, unfortunately, were just so smooth where he's rough, if that, if that makes any sense. He doesn't glide around the field. He kind of... It's almost like he can run in straight lines. He can't switch and swivel and change directions. Exactly. He's more linebacker than safety, where the other guys were more safety than linebacker. Exactly. And that's the thing. I, you know, I do think this team can figure out a way to use him pretty well, and I do think he will develop that side-to-side, those lateral movements a lot better. Um, I don't think he'll ever reach the the, li- the likes of the cams or the uh, – wow, my brain just shut off. Jalen Adams. Um, I don't Jeremy think – James. Derwin James, thank you. Yeah. That one works too. That's what I was literally saying. Derwin in my head, Jalen in my mouth, and then I couldn't get him out. But yeah, so I do think he'll get there eventually. I just don't think he'll be that level. I think he'll be like a subpar version of him. I think he'll be better as like a sub linebacker, nickel corner, like almost like Devin White, almost like what they yeah. could do with him. Like if he plays more of a linebacker, then don't have him too far off the ball. Like it's tough because he's so fast, but covering running backs, for example, he struggles a little bit with that fluidity. Like. Raheem Mostert absolutely toasted him when they played the 49ers. Yeah, or do what they did with Jeff Heath in Dallas, which I hmm, <laughs> hate making comparisons for Jeff Heath, but what they did with his talent level-wise was Come that sub-linebacker where they he's covering tight ends or he's in the box for a run. He's just a kamikaze, basically. Yeah, so... Um, but that was my preseason, so, I mean, I don't... You know, obviously, a couple of those guys are, are definitely out of the running right now, uh, but for the most part, they're all... 
still have a chance. Um, so now the only like my list for midseason, I am still riding the Patty train. After what he did to the Jets to pad those stats nice and tight, he's right there. I mean, that man is. I mean, he's still taking his team. You know, division lead. Two uh, picks on the season, one or two, if that. Like he's yeah. one of them, the Jeff Heath, ironically, that you, oh, aforementioned uh, Jeff Heath. Uh, gross. Anyways, tip pick. It was a tip pick. That's how I'm defending it. It was a tip pick. It wasn't though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin this moment for me, man. <laughs> the moment happened a month ago. But no, yeah. So you know, division leading Chiefs, second in the AFC behind those guys in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, it's it's hard to say that he won't continue. To this this pattern for the rest of the season. I mean, it's hard to say like, oh yeah, you add Le'Veon Bell, you're gonna get worse. No, no, he's Patty. He continued continue to get better and just only getting better by getting Le'Veon in there. I will say the worst team they've played so far in the Jets, he drops 405 touchdowns. The best team they've played in the Ravens, he throws for 300 yards and five touchdowns. So he's capable of he's capable of jumping in that bag. And he he's had some rougher ones in between, but. You can't. You never can bet against Patty. You really can't ever bet against like Nah. And then I've learned my lesson about bet, getting betting against Patty. I will just never do it. Um, for Pat, my Patty and Russ should be that fun competition going down the stretch. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. They're I mean, two of the top three in the running right now. And yeah, you look at Russ, and you know, I mentioned it earlier. Is he is having that MVP caliber season? And I think, for all intents and purposes, I think he has the lead right now for sure. But for me, Patty has that better trajectory at the back end because he doesn't have to go up against. The Cardinals, the Rams defense at the back end of the schedule who are fighting for playoff spots. He gets to go up against a Broncos and a Raiders team and, you know, the guys that aren't really fighting for playoff positioning right now. So it's kind of like, well. The question is, does that kind of hurt his chances since they're going to have the AFC West locked up in two weeks and they're going to take their foot off the gas and try and get Le'Veon and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire rolling? No, because because Andy Reid, the one thing I will say Andy Reid has always done in his career, whenever they lock it up, he doesn't let his foot off. He, he gets probably more creative to a disastrous point. That's that's kind of thing I'm saying. But like, like, maybe they let off, they get too creative. They, Patty doesn't have this many five-touchdown games where Russ needs those five-touchdown games because that pass rush in Seattle's trash. Yeah, Once they get Jamal Adams really back, that defense will get better so they won't be quite as many 40-point shootouts because yeah, Seattle's defense is predicated on taking the ball away because they're not sacking anybody yeah. <laughs> until Jamal Adams gets back, whereas the Chiefs' defense is actually pretty good. Yeah, which is shocking to everybody, by the way. Like, like they're who, not elite necessarily, but they're top thirteen-ish. Yeah. When you have that offense, sometimes they're going to be like top ten. When Chris Jones could just be like, okay, screw it, I'm running a forty-yard dash to your quarterback. Yeah, seriously. I mean, and that's just it. It's, yeah, maybe it is detrimental, and uh, you know, it's possible. It, Russ is Russ, and so we never know. Russ is Russ. Patty's Patty. That's pretty much all this is going. Yeah, this to. and really, it's going to come down. To, like sometimes Russ gets that gunslinger in him, and so does Patty, and. Which one of it's going to bite in the butt first? Like, who's going to lose a game because of it? Who's going to throw too many picks because of it? Who's going to throw 50 freaking touchdowns because of it? Uh, my, my money's on Russ right now. <laughs> not but, betting against Patty, though. But, no. yeah, I'm not betting against Patty. Um, so, offensive player of the year, though, you know, we said there's very few people for some of these positions. This is one of them. Uh, you said Derrick Henry, and, yes, Derrick Henry is still mm-hmm. offensive player of the year. Number one in rushing, number two in touchdowns, uh, number one in attempts. Yeah, number one in broken collarbones on the goal line while being stopped for a loss. Like number one in having the most muscle to fat ratio out of everybody. Number one in oh my god. <laughs> so you know, absolutely outstanding. Nothing, nothing else really you can say about Derrick Henry. It's just as long as he keeps getting fed the ball and doesn't get injured. Yeah, I think I think he's got a really good shot. 
So, um, and then defensive player of the year. Obviously, it's not Shaq Barrett for my choice anymore. Uh, well, just because obviously that he's not having that great of a year. You mentioned Levante David. He's in the in the running. But for me, the guy who swung a helmet last year <laughs> is the defensive player of the year this year. He was arguably on, on course for it last year. And he just continued and has played out of his mind and is really part of the reason why the Browns are sitting at 5-3 and three right now. He got paid a rip. He got paid. We talk about bags. He got paid Brinks trucks in the offseason. A lot of people <laughs> questioned it. He has earned every penny and some change with a little bit of mustard. He has done everything you could want from him so far. He's got a, He's averaging a sack a game. Yeah, and that's outstanding. I mean, what, you consider he's five years in the league now? Not even that. He's like three. Is it three? Yeah. Because I think he came out right before Baker did, so 2017. Yeah. So four years, I guess. Sorry, four years because Lamar's in three years, so four years, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you look at what he's doing now, and you consider last season with the whole helmet incident, the Mason Rudolph stuff, the fallout from that, and to come back and be like, not let it bother him in the offseason, get paid, and not let the contract dictate his play. Like, you see a lot of DeMarcus Lawrence, for example. Oh, that one. Yeah, he's You got, get paid, and then they don't perform. Franchise DeMarcus Lawrence, all pro. Franchise tag DeMarcus Lawrence. Paid DeMarcus Lawrence, where you at? <laughs> Cornerstone for your franchise, <laughs> DeMarcus Lawrence. What, 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 are you, what are you doing there, bud? Are you making fun of kids nowadays? DeMarcus Lawrence. Yeah, anyway. He's not going to be making a homeless man do push-ups for a dollar. Take it easy with that now. <laughs> <laughs> he did make fun of a small <laughs> child. Granted, I did laugh at the video. <laughs> Sorry, small child, but it was funny. Be better, child. <laughs> but, yeah, so Miles Garrett's it's there for me. Um, offensive rookie of the year, I got to stick with Joey B. You can't, yeah, I mean, yeah, enough said. This is like Patty Mahomes, enough said. Like, yeah, he's fourth in, in total yards for, like, passing yards so far this season with that team. Like, really, with that A.J. Green who quit playing on the team. And he showed up after he quit playing. He quit, true. and the next two weeks he balls out. So, And uh, I don't know if anybody has seen the offensive line for Cincinnati, but uh, they're terrible, he except is, for Jonah Williams, who is still not that great, but not terrible. Basically, he is like what Andrew Luck was in 2012, where you have a few weapons here and there, like a young T. Higgins, kind of like a young T.Y. Hilton, and A.J. Green, uh, Reggie Wayne. But, God, that offensive line's terrible, and your defense isn't very good, and you're running. Joe Mixon's been hurt, so your running backs are interchangeable. And he has the creepiest mustache running back ever. I don't want to talk about that. Giovanni Bernard's mustache is awful. We're, we're going to ignore that. Bro. <laughs> I just it, Halloween's over. We're done talking about that. <laughs> but, yeah, no. So and, and, you know, the one thing he's learned, though, sliding. Don't get hit as often. It hurts. <laughs> he's learned how to slide, and yay. Um, so, yeah, Burrow, obviously no surprise here, but – on the surprising factor for rookies of the year, defensive rookie of the year, somebody nobody mentioned, who I didn't even know was a rookie. I thought he was a second, third-year player until <laughs> looking at it. Uh, Jeremy Chin for Cincinnati, or for uh, sorry, Carolina, Cincinnati again. No, for Carolina, fourth in total tackles. He is a tackling machine. He came he's a monster. Him. He's all over the field. He's doing what you look at like Patrick Willis was doing as a rookie, and no, I'm not saying it was the same mm. level. Not saying he's Patrick Willis, but I'm saying he's an athletic freak of nature, making all these tackles. He's, so he's flying. He's a flyer. He basically yeah. just he's coasts all over the field. It's like he's ice skating while everyone else is walking. And you know, tackling is one of those things that's not going to slow down, especially not for a team like Carolina. You are still giving up a lot of rushes. You are still giving up a lot of end arounds and, and short passes to this team. He's going to keep making these tackles. It's not going to go away. So I do think he continues that trend. I think all these guys that I mentioned continue their trend. Um, I don't. You know, it's the difference of Patty and Russ are kind of my question marks at the end. And do the award winners love Chase Young more than they love actual statistics? 
Yes, they will. So Chase Young is probably <laughs> going to win it because everyone loves Chase Young. Like, he could play one more game and get a sack and, like, oh, God, he's so perfect. Yeah, so, I mean, that's just kind of how I see the awards breaking down. So basically our defensive rookie of the years are the actual defensive rookie of the years while Chase Young gets it. As good as he's been, not even trying to say he's been bad, but you've played five games and you've been pretty good. Like, Yeah, you've been you've been uh, at best. Yeah, I'd say he's been pretty good. I mean, he, he's had two okay, or three really – like. He's ain't break my. He had to bust my ball. <laughs> I'm saying he's not Joey Bosa as a rookie, but he's or Nick Bosa as a rookie, but he's not too far behind. No, that's true. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's not been bad. I I just like to downplay him because he plays for that Washington team. Yeah, and not to mention that they said he was going to be the bit greatest thing to ever play football ever, and not. Sometimes he's just not there. He's the second best player from the state of Ohio to come out of put in the playoffs last year. He's the second best player out of Ohio to come out in the draft in the top two picks. Actually, he'd be third best. J.K. Dobbins is still ahead of him. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I said it, folks. <laughs> what about Jeff Okuda? Ooh. Actually, he might be fifth because then you got Arnett as well. Oh, uh, no, he, he beats Arnett. He beats Arnett. No. That man plays with a club on his hand at corner, and it still had a pick. Yeah, but he also has been benched a few times. Like he's, And he has red hair. He thinks he's a little yachty. Chase Young still sucks worse. Anyways, <laughs> now you're on the bias table. <laughs> uh, comeback player of the year. I still am sticking with Matty Stafford. He's been playing without Galladay. Been making Jones look like he actually is a number one, and Jones is far from being a number one for anybody. Stafford has had his moments. He does oh. He does carry a lot of load. They, they just got to close a few more of those games. Just got to get yeah. a few more dubs here and there. I mean, he's, what, a drop, two, a drop in – 30 yards away from having two more wins? Something along those lines. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, if he could just get a couple more of those wins, I think the case is so, the chances uh, of other people who actually just randomly vote for Chase Young all the time voting for him would be higher. Yeah, and then, you know, unfortunately, yeah, Big Ben does have the, the best case for probably comeback player of the year, but bias is not allowing me to pick him, but I will say that he probably has the best case. He's probably right there. I mean, I think we'll see what the stats dictate just because a lot of people are going to vote on stats too like we'll see if statistically it'll match up with the team getting the dubs because i think there's still a defensive team first that can pass the ball to their eight thousand receivers yeah like big ben's obviously just better than mason rudolph and duck hodges and josh dobbs like all everyone else they're plugging in he just hasn't looked too outstanding to me i guess if that makes sense like he's looked yeah. good i think um, i think this really team has been kind of dictated by tj watt and and Minka on defense, and then yeah, like you said, it's he just happens to be a guy to throw to one of their great receiving weapons. Like he's good. I just think he, I think his highs aren't as high as other guys like Matthew Stafford and Philip Rivers. Granted, his lows haven't been as low as those guys either. So yeah, it's true. Half, six um, in one and half a dozen in the other. Either either way. <laughs> and then to kind of build off of that, Coach of the Year, uh, I'm still holding that Brian Flores train mm-hmm. until it falls off the, the tracks. I'm hoping to uh, can pull some magic out of his hat like he did today and and keep. You know, keep winning games. He opened um, that defense, could pull some mess stuff out of there. Yeah, that defense needs to keep playing like they did today too. Uh, but right now, I do think it's Tomlin's like Tomlin's award, um, and it's his to lose as long as he keeps coaching the way he has last year. And trust me, we've had our fair share of words mm-hmm. towards Mike Tomlin. But I will say, if Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown struggle, let's say with their new teams or just don't produce a lot and just look mediocre. I think that's going to boost this case even more. It's like, wow, addition by subtraction. You got rid of those former all pros. Actually, let me rephrase that. I think if they do really well, it's going to boost it. It's like, wow, you got rid of those guys and he's doing this. Okay. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's kind of a breakdown of my awards. Um, kind of like yours, I, only three of mine changed. Um, I guess opposite of yours, three of mine changed. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just, you know, Patty, 
MVP, Derrick Henry, Offensive Player of the Year, Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year, Burrow, Rookie of the Year, Offensively, Jeremy Chen, Defensive, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, Flores, and Player of the Year, Stafford. Uh, I mean, I don't really see, again, I don't see much changing other than voters being like, that's Chase Young. I like shiny, shiny. <laughs> he and, destroyed and not Penn actually State roughly stats. 23 months ago. Yeah, so, you know, I, I didn't think that's how it's going to go, unfortunately, but so be it. It's the NFL Awards, and they don't mean shit at the end of the year. But, I mean, contractually speaking, they mean those. Yeah, 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 they mean something for some nice contracts, mm. but, you know. Um, so that's kind of a breakdown of what we got midseason awards-wise. Um, any last words? Should be a fun way to go down the season. If Darius Leonard didn't miss so many games, I think he could make a push for Defense Player of the Year because when he does play, he makes some maniac loads of plays. Just like last year, I think he had a case until the injuries. And your boy Minka Fitzpatrick's another guy I think could swoop in there yeah, for Defense Player of the Year. And for MVP, we kind of already talked about Russ and Patty and Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill. But for a while, there was making a bit of a case that could be interesting. Josh Allen could get back rolling again. Yeah. I think it could be a fun race down the stretch, even though it's kind of a two-ish main guys at the top we're talking about now, but there's plenty of other guys not far behind. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. I think it really does come down to Patty and Russ for the MVP, but you do mention, you know, Josh Allen, Tannehill, um, Tarek Henry maybe even can, gets, gets a little nudge in there for an MVP case. Doubtful because they don't give it to running backs for real, for real. I think it was until these last two games where he's kind of struggled a bit. Like coming out of that Houston game, though, where he absolutely took Houston's soul with his giant braid of death. Yeah. I think it was Derrick Henry was in the, I think he was in that second spot where I had him. That's kind of why I'm his offense player of the year because he was a runner. He was my second MVP guy two weeks ago. Yeah, definitely. I think he just has to continue to. We'll see how the Titans finish and how much of it how much of it is Derrick Henry too. Definitely. So, well, that does it for us today, guys. Um, as always, be sure to tune in. First showing is always Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central on the Unhinged Sports Network. Uh, if you haven't followed us on Twitter yet, follow us there. We always send the link out that every day. Um, so you can follow it on Thursdays. Uh, if you don't catch it on this first showing, there is repeat showings throughout the night. And 24 hours later, we will release our episodes on Anchor. So that includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the other places you like to watch our podcast. Um, be sure to check it out. And until next time, guys, see ya. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.